Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The Amplified Translation reads, Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple? The building? No. The whole church are God's temple. And that God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling in you collectively as a church and also individually. Now you see there's the indwelling individually of the Holy Ghost in us, but then He indwells that body of believers. And He wants to manifest Himself in that body of believers. We don't want to grieve Him. We want to let Him manifest Himself. How does He manifest Himself? The Word of God says, All of these worketh, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, All of these worketh that one and self-same Spirit. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. And so he said, I would that all men pray, praise everywhere, lifting up holy hands. See, the world claps, but the world does not lift hands to celebrate anything. See, don't substitute brass for pure gold. You know, we shouldn't applaud singers who sing. You're not praising God. We should lift our hands and praise God. Now, don't misunderstand me. I've been as guilty as you have. <laughs> see, I'm preaching to myself, see, so don't take exception to it. I didn't take exception to it. I just accepted it. No, we shouldn't applaud people singing gospel songs. We should lift our hands and praise God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's scriptural to praise God with your mouth in the New Testament and Old Testament, both as far as I can say. Lift your voice in thanksgiving and praise. Lift your hands unto Him. Hallelujah. So, let's uh, begin to praise God with our mouth, to lift our hands unto the Lord. And I'll tell you one thing about it. He said, when you learn to really praise me right and worship me, you'll find a stronger anointing, a greater move of the Holy Ghost. Let's go further. Oh, there's so much. He said, uh, secondly, he said to me, and I looked down, I stand up there with him, looked down on the crowd, and people were dancing. He said to me, and, and, and uh, I remember one time, I almost turned behind to see who said it, and I realized the words are coming out of my mouth. It is unscriptural in the New Testament to dance before the Lord. You are to dance in the Spirit. Somebody said, well, David did. Yeah, he did, sure, the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you are to dance in the Spirit. Now, you see, of course, the 149th Psalm, third verse, speaks about dancing. The 150th Psalm also speaks about that. And the scripture said, David danced before the Lord. Now notice this, in the spirit, no. Notice, with all of his might. He said to me to dance before the Lord. Now remember the temple of God now is not Solomon's temple or building. The temple of God now is the church, the believers, the house of God. Let's just look for a moment there in case you don't know that. Let's turn over real quickly. Turn over to Hebrews. 
Just stay with me. We're going to get to the good part directly. Notice the sixth verse of the third chapter of Hebrews. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end, whose house are we? Now turn back to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, the third chapter, third chapter of 1 Timothy. Now look at the 15th verse. Paul's writing to Timothy. But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Now the house of the Lord in the Old Testament was Solomon's temple. But the house of God in the New Testament, which is what? The church. The house of God, which is the church of the living God. The pillar and ground of the truth. First Corinthians, the third chapter, 16 verse. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The Amplified Translation reads, Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple? The building? No. The whole church are God's temple. And that God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling in you collectively as a church and also individually. Now you see there's the indwelling individually of the Holy Ghost in us, but then he indwells that body of believers. And he wants to manifest himself in that body of believers. We don't want to grieve him. We want to let him manifest himself. How does he manifest himself? The Word of God says, all of these worketh, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, all of these worketh that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man several as he will. How does he work? To one he gives the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, so on down the line of these twelve manifestations. Why do we not see the full manifestation of these things? Because we're not conscious of his presence, because we're not responsive unto his presence, and because we've cluttered up with man's ideas and man's way of doing things. And so the Spirit of God only can move in a measure and not manifest himself in the fullness that he desires to do so. Say amen if you can. Amen. You can't say amen, say oh me. So he said, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Whose might? His might. But we read here from John's Gospel, when the woman, this fourth chapter of John's Gospel, when the woman at the well of Samaria, and remember that this woman is a half-breed Jew. You see, the Samaritans, notice what she said? See, that was Jacob's well where he stopped to get water. And she called, our, our forefathers, you know, gave us this well. Jacob's her forefather. Our, our fathers worship God in this mountain. The Jews say, see, notice the 20th verse of that fourth chapter of John. 
Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. Jacob did. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. You have to realize, too, that they worshiped in Jerusalem. That's where God's temple is. That's where God's presence was kept shut up, the Holy of Holies. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation, deliverance is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers. See, God wants true worshipers. Amen? Now, stop and analyze that just a little bit. When, when, when you just get down to the bottom line, this woman just simply said, who's right about this? Who's right about this? Are the Jews right about worshiping God? Or are we right? They worship God, you see. Are we right? Jesus said, neither one of you are. And he didn't put his approval on either one of them. He said, the time's come, now is. See, the time comes for things to change sometimes. You know, times come in our life when th things change. I mean, how many of you married? When you got married, things changed, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they sure did. How many of you have children? The first baby was born, things changed, didn't they? Amen. Sure. Yes. Time comes for things to change. Spiritually speaking, the same thing's true. It just wasn't time before. But now then the time's come because Jesus is ushering in a new age. And the time's coming when the Spirit of God is going to be poured out on all flesh. Hallelujah. And we can worship God in the Spirit. So the hour cometh and now is that when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such, such to worship him. For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I saw as I looked down with Jesus, and we've had it in our, our program sometime, I'm going to my crusade, here's some folks starting square dancing over here. Just killed the spirit. Spirit was grieved. I mean, they killed it. Killed the Holy Ghost movement. One of our singers began to exhort them that that's not dancing in the spirit. The Holy Ghost came on him. He started dancing in the spirit and brought the thing back. You see what they did again is bring in brass into the temple of the Lord instead of gold. Substituting brass for gold. You look at it, you can't hardly tell the difference, can you? You've got to examine it closely and tell the difference whether it's brass or gold. God wants pure gold. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. No, you don't have to have music. See, most folks are dancing to the music. You don't have to have music to dance in the spirit. Wednesday night, I was up there worshiping God. I looked down and I saw Buddy dancing. <laughs> Came past, you see, saw him dancing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I saw myself, so I'm just going to act it out. Somebody over on this side. You've never, oh, you may have jumped around a little bit like some of them do with music. That's not dancing spirit. That's substituting brass for gold. You've never danced in the spirit, but you'd like to. 
Now that young man back there, step out there in the aisle. Hallelujah, when I point my finger at you, the Holy Ghost will come on you. See, that's dancing in the Spirit when the Holy Ghost comes on you. You don't have to learn to dance in the Spirit. You can't teach people to dance in the Spirit. In some churches, they're having dancing lessons. They might as well have donkey lessons. Come, we're going to teach people to ride donkeys. I told you with much fear and trembling I came tonight. No, they're substituting brass for gold. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And we have a couple of things that I want to talk about. A book by my dad called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. And then a CD that I did on You're Not of This World. But what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about that we are part of the family of God and that we need to let Him be in ruling and reigning in our lives. Yes. And spiritually, we are not of this world. And these are two tremendous helps that will help you get through this This coming year. year. Yes. And so listen to the announcer. He'll tell you all about it. We're offering it for $14.95. You're going to save about $4 on this. So, hey, you need to get a hold of this. I don't know how many testimonies I have heard from this book, Plan, Person, Pursuits. And I had somebody tell me not long ago that they really liked this because it helped them to realize that they do not have to depend on this world for the results. It comes from from heaven on high. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.